Come through the sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Incensor SCU! This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the best podcast you've never heard of. My name's Tom. I am your host. Today is Sunday, January the 3rd, 2021. Hope everybody had a safe and happy new year. I want to thank everybody for listening, watching, and subscribing on YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure you're following on social media on all platforms. You can find the show at Catch, Hook, Shoot. Head to patreon.com slash catch hook shoot for bonus content, pro wrestling tees.com slash catch hook shoot for your t shirt needs, catch hook shoot.bigcartel.com for merchandise you won't find on pro wrestling tees. And you can find links to all of that and more if you head to our uh, link tree, which is linktree slash catch hook shoot. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you can scan this little QR code right here in the corner of the screen. And you'll find links to everything that is Catch, Hook, and Shoot. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. So, uh, yeah, New Year, same show, kicking it all off like we always do with the Match of the Week. All right, so this week's Match of the Week comes from AEW Dynamite, and it was the main event of the show. Cody Rhodes, Orange Cassidy, and 10 from the Dark Order taking on Team Taz. And uh, this was part of the Brody Lee Memorial Show put on by AEW, and this particular match was uh, put together by Brody Lee's son, uh, Brody Lee Jr., or Negative One, as he's known in the Dark Order. And uh, the match itself was great. It was, uh, you know, kind of a, a an odd teaming of Cody Orange Cassidy and 10 but those are Brody Lee Jr.'s favorite AEW wrestlers and like I said it was a great match 10 picked up the uh the victory for his team and yeah just uh you know it was a great uh, the whole show was a great tribute to Brody Lee and this match in particular because it was uh you know basically put together by his son and was the main event of the of the night uh so yeah match of the week cody rhodes orange cassidy and 10 versus team taz if you haven't seen it yet definitely go back and check it out check out the whole show of aew dynamite from this past week because it was like i said it was a great great tribute to uh to brody lee just from top to bottom the whole show and i want to make mention uh, of a late addition to the uh, 2020 year-end awards from from last week this one was uh not uh, not included, but uh, I'm adding it now because, well, it's my show and I can do that. <laughs> and that uh, that award is for the Booker of the Year, and that award is going to Brody Lee Jr., negative one of the Dark Order for uh, for this match. Because, you know, on paper, like I said, very odd uh, uh, pairing with Cody, Orange Cassidy, and 10, but uh, it worked out great and they put on a fantastic match. So let's keep rolling right along into the next segment of the show here. It is my top highlights of the week, and it is called The Three Count. So for The Three Count this week, uh, honestly, the highlights of the week were all of the tributes to to Brody Lee. I mean, there were, uh, at the very least, there were graphics on pretty much every wrestling show that was on this week. You had uh, individual wrestlers doing their own subtle tributes to uh to Brody Lee 
um, you know, whether it was wearing armbands or emulating some of his uh, some of his signature moves uh, and things like that. So uh, yeah, that that that's the three count is all of the the tributes to Brody Lee. I think you know the the whole wrestling world did a great job of honoring his memory and uh, showing just how much he meant to everybody in pro wrestling. Um, you know, by all accounts, if you listen to all of the um, uh, the tributes and everything put out by his uh, his peers, just a, a wonderful human being, great husband, great father, and uh, just uh, an all-around, like I said, just a uh, uh, wonderful, wonderful person. So, uh, yeah, that is a three count for this week is all of the tributes that we saw to Brody Lee this week during, uh, during all of the... Uh, uh, wrestling that was on TV pretty much. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it was, it was everywhere. So, uh, good on, good on everybody involved from WWE to MLW to especially AEW in, uh, paying tribute to, uh, to Brody Lee. So let's move into the news and rumors for the week, starting off with Monday Night Raw. Uh, we saw a in memory of Luke Harper graphic at the top of the show. Um, Tom Phillips and Drew McIntyre both started off the show saying it's Monday and you know what that means. Uh, Brody Lee's catchphrase that he used pretty much daily on social media. Um, so, you know, I thought that was, uh, thought that was a really, really good way to start the show. I mean, um, and then, you know, moving into, uh, some of the matches that were going on, uh, Keith Lee picked up a victory over Sheamus. So he has earned a title match for this coming week against Drew McIntyre for the WWE championship. Uh, Grand Metalik picked up a win over the Miz, so the uh, Miz's bad luck streak continues. But then later on in the show, uh, Adam Pierce returned the Money in the Bank briefcase to the Miz, uh, basically saying that the Miz was right. You know, it was John Morrison who cashed in, not the Miz. So he, the uh, the Miz once again is Mr. Money in the Bank. Uh, we saw a. Uh, Alexa's playground segment with uh, with Randy Orton and Alexa was able to work in a subtle yeah 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 another catchphrase of uh, of Brody Lee slash Luke Harper uh, in the course of uh, of that segment which I thought was really cool. Uh, while Alexa was in the ring in Alexa's playground, Randy Orton showed up on the big screen in the Firefly Funhouse with and started uh, tearing it up a little bit so that prompted Alexa to challenge Orton for later on in the show, uh, which was. Kind of odd. You don't see much uh, man versus woman in WWE, if any at all. So, uh, you know, a bit, uh, bit curious there. We'll get to what exactly happened with that in a couple of seconds here. Um, <clears throat> we saw, uh, yeah, Ricochet uh, at a match against Mustafa Ali. Uh, during the entrance of Retribution, we saw T-Bar hit the signature Brody Lee pose on the way to the ring, Ricochet using the discus clothesline in the course of the match, but uh, Ali was able to pick up the win over Ricochet, still trying to get uh, Ricochet to join Retribution. Ricochet, Ricochet still refusing, which caused him to get another beatdown. Uh, Shayna Baszler defeated uh, Dana Brooke. Charlotte Flair defeated Nia Jax by DQ. Bobby Lashley uh, has declared for the Royal Rumble, so has Nia Jax. Um, yeah, Xavier Woods hit the uh, uh, was uh, wearing a Brody armband during his match. He was the first, uh, really the first one that you saw wearing that in WWE, and also hit the uh, the signature Harper clothesline, as Tom Phillips referred to it, the uh, the discus clothesline. Uh, but the Hurt Business was uh, <clears throat> was able to. Uh, pick up the win over the New Day and the Hardy Bros, Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle. 
Um, and then at the end of the night, Alexa's challenge to Randy Orton ended up uh, being Alexa, yeah, had a package at ringside, and inside that package was a can of gasoline and a box of matches, and basically uh, goading Orton to uh, to try and set her on fire like he did to The Fiend. So, uh, you know, ended up with Alexa basically dousing herself in gasoline, which, yes, it was water. You know, so many people pointing this out, well, you're not going to have someone themselves with real gasoline come on guys it's a tv show give it a break but uh you know it was it, it got the point across you you understood the meaning of it you know people are just being nitpicky about this but uh so yeah alexa dousing herself with a can of gasoline and the show was left on a bit of a cliffhanger which is interesting with uh a tight shot of randy orton standing there holding a lit match and then the show fades to black so we're left wondering what happened to Alexa, and I guess we'll find out tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw, which is also Legends Night, so we'll see the return of some uh, some WWE legends, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, The Big Show, among a lot of others. Uh, one of the uh, interesting names that's been put out there for Legends Night is Carlito. Now, with, with MVP returning at the beginning of this year, it'll be interesting to see if this is a one-off for Carlito, or if he'll be making his return to WWE as well. Uh, obviously, we'll find out. So uh, that takes care of Monday Night Raw. Moving on to AEW Dark, uh, we saw SCU finally pick up a tag team victory. They got a win over TH2. Uh, SCU having having a bit of uh, trouble as of late. You know, um, not uh, not as cohesive as they once were. Kazarian and Daniels kind of um, getting on each other a little bit, and you know, Kazarian actually threatening to uh, split up the team at one point. So they finally picked up a victory over TH2, only to be attacked by the acclaimed. Which at which point the uh, the Young Bucks came in and made the save. So let's move on to Impact Wrestling. Uh, again, saw Brody Lee graphic at the top of the uh, at the top of the show. Um, yeah, Impact uh, was basically just a recap show this uh, this week, so nothing nothing really new going on. Um, we did find out on social media that Sammy Callahan has re-signed with Impact Wrestling for another two years, so that's uh, that's huge for for Impact. Sammy Callahan has been one of their top stars for a while now, so uh, they have re-signed him for two more years uh also ethan page is now a free agent and there hasn't really been too much uh put out there as far as where he will be going next i mean um you know his, uh, his tag team partner josh alexander still under contract to impact for a few more months so the north as a tag team won't be showing up anywhere new anytime soon but uh you know we could see ethan page pop up uh, pretty much anywhere at this point whether it's uh you know ring of honor mlw uh aew nxt who knows so uh keep an eye out for where ethan page is going to pop up next moving on to wednesday night aew dynamite uh again you know the whole show was all about Brody lee had the uh, the 10 bell salute at the beginning of the show with the entire roster standing on the stage um saw video messages from a lot of the uh, the aew wrestlers and the whole night was really about the uh, the dark order um, <clears throat> you know, there were Dark Order members in every match of the night. Uh, they had a clean sweep. Dark Order was victorious in every single match. And, you know, as it should be, forget the, the storylines and, and all that kind of stuff. This was about honoring Brody Lee. And, you know, the Dark Order was his group. All of them, you, you could tell, just obviously are heartbroken by his loss. And they respected him so much. So, uh, you know, th this was this was the right way to go about it. And then we saw so many, you know, other 
uh, tributes through throughout the night. Uh, Colt Cabana picked up the pinfall in a match with uh, Cabana and the Bucks taking on Hardy Party, Matt Hardy and uh, Private Party. <clears throat> and then we saw another appearance by the acclaimed in SCU at the end of that match. Uh, Lance Archer came out wearing the uh, uh, Luke Harper type wrestling gear, the uh, the jeans and the uh, the white uh, uh, tank top like uh, like Brody Lee used to wear in WWE. I thought that was a, a cool little nod by Lance Archer. And in that match, Evil Uno picked up the uh, the pinfall. It was Archer, Uno, and uh, Stu Grayson taking on. Eddie Kingston, the Butcher, and the Blade, and we actually saw Jake the Snake Roberts get a little bit physical, hit hitting uh, Eddie Kingston with his uh, short arm clothesline. So that was really cool. I I popped really hard for that one. I love Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, then we saw another six man tag team match with uh, uh, Hangman Adam Page, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds taking on MJF, Santana, and Ortiz. At the beginning of this match, we saw Reynolds and Silver. Uh, throwing papers at Santana and Ortiz, and if you watch Being the Elite, uh, that that was kind of Brody Lee's thing was throwing papers at members of the Dark Order who uh, got under his skin. So that was that was very very cool. Uh, and in the course of this match, we saw a surprise appearance by Eric Redbeard, formerly known as Eric Rowan in WWE. Um, Brody Lee's tag team partner in the Bludgeon Brothers uh, came out and uh, chased uh, chased Wardlow to the back as Wardlow was trying to interfere in the match, and. Uh, yeah, John Silver picked up the uh, the pinfall in this one, and a really really cool spot during this match was uh, MJF outside the ring, kind of getting in the face of Brody Lee Jr. Pulled off his Dark Order mask and talking some trash to him. Uh, turned his back, and when he turned back around, Brody Lee Jr. blasted him in the head with a kendo stick, which was uh, you know really cool getting getting him uh, involved like that. Um, just a really really awesome awesome spot, and then. Uh, yeah, another tag team match. Uh, Anna Jay of the Dark Order and Ty Conti picked up the win over Britt Baker and Penelope Ford. I uh, already talked about the main event. Ten, Cody and Orange Cassidy defeating Team Taz. So the Dark Order did have a clean sweep. At the end of the main event, we saw Team Taz kind of jump on Cody and Orange Cassidy. And uh, that's when we saw the appearance of Darby Allen and Sting coming out uh, coming out together through the uh, the same entrance in the in the arena so uh interesting interesting to see what's going on here so is sting kind of like darby allen's mentor now or, or or exactly what uh what's going on with this one i'm i'm curious to see where this is going to go uh, and then after the main event we had another uh tribute to brody lee his family was brought out his wife uh brody lee jr as well uh, as well as 10 accompanying them back out to the ring uh brody lee jr left brody's boots in the center of the ring, um, which is, you know, symbolic of a wrestler's career ending. Uh, and in this case, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, uh, Brody Lee passing away. And uh, Tony Khan did something very, very cool, took the uh, the TNT Championship, not a replica, not some knockoff, the actual TNT Championship belt, and presented it to Brody Lee Jr. and declared him the TNT Champion for life. And... Um, now, according to Tony Schiavone, the, the championship itself was not retired. The TNT championship was not retired. That particular belt, the physical belt, was retired, and there is a new one being made for Darby Allen. So Darby Allen is still the TNT champion, but that particular belt that Brody Lee held was the first person to hold that belt, the uh, the finished belt, you know, was given to his son, uh, which, 
like I said, very cool, very classy on the part of Tony Khan and AEW. Uh, and then at the end, the very end of the show, we saw a video tribute to Brody Lee um, with just tons of pictures of him, his family, uh, his friends in the wrestling business, including from his days in WWE. So you know there was some type of at least conversation between Tony Khan and Vince McMahon for AEW to be able to use pictures of WWE superstars, including one of... Uh, of Brody Lee and Eric Redbeard when they were the WWE Tag Team Champions. So, uh, and, you know, pictures of him with Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and, you know, just a really, really great, great tribute to uh, to Brody Lee uh, the, uh, the entire night. So let's move on to some NXT news here. Again, started off the, uh, the show with a Luke Harper graphic. Um, you know, WWE... Pay, paying tribute to uh, to Luke Harper on all of their major shows this week. Uh, Bronson Reed picked up a victory over Isaiah Swerve Scott. Um, yeah, Swerve still showing those uh, those heel tendencies. I think it's safe to say he he has turned heel at this point. Uh, it was also the uh, the year end awards for for NXT. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart won Breakout Star of the Year. Undisputed Era wins Tag Team of the Year. Uh, Io Shirai is the female competitor of the year. Adam Cole is the male competitor of the year. Um, Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly's match for the NXT Championship wins for Match of the Year, and uh, Austin Theory wins for Future Star of the Year, and Io Shirai wins for Overall Competitor of the Year. Uh, Mercedes Martinez made her return to NXT, so uh, she she is back with NXT, obviously no longer a member of Retribution. We saw another video package with uh, Zia Lee and Boa, and a little bit different feel to this one. It would appear now that they are, uh, you know really taking to the uh, the training slash torture that they've been enduring the last several weeks and we found out they will be returning this coming week on NXT and uh, interesting note I just read earlier today WWE has filed a trademark on uh, the term the hand and also the Chinese character and the Chinese word for uh, for that term I'm assuming this is going to be the person who's kind of controlling Xylee uh, and Boa so you know don't don't be surprised if that's what they're called uh, let's see, we also found out the uh, the Dusty Classic uh, Tag Team Tournament is going to be returning. So uh, I believe they said in two weeks is when that would be starting. So we'll probably be finding out the uh, the teams this week. I already found out Undisputed Era is going to be represented in the tournament by Adam Cole and Roderick Strong. A little bit of a surprise. You know, typically the, uh, the tag team for Undisputed Era is uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, but Kyle O'Reilly now going for the uh, the NXT championship, and uh, so the, the tag team representing Undisputed Era is Adam Cole and Roderick Strong, so I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, Pete Dunne picked up a win over Roderick Strong this week, and then had a, a bit of a confrontation backstage with Finn Balor, and I think that's definitely a match that uh, everybody would uh, would love to see, is Pete Dunne versus Finn Balor for the NXT title, so uh, they're, they're kind of planting the seeds for that one. Uh, we saw Finn Balor cutting a promo in the ring about Kyle O'Reilly. And, of course, this prompted Kyle O'Reilly to come out because they have their uh, their title match coming up this week. And also, Karrion uh, Cross and Damian Priest ended up uh, involved in this segment and ended up in a brawl with each other. So, uh, yeah, and that uh, <laughs> that's obviously, you know, leading into their match coming up this week, which we'll get into in a little bit here. And uh, in the main event, Johnny Gargano uh, was able to break the so-called Gargano curse and retain the North American Championship against uh, against Leon Ruff. 
So moving into some MLW news here, there was no new uh, episode of Fusion this week. It was kind of just a countdown show to their Kings of Coliseum event coming up. But they did post a, uh, a 10 bell for Brody Lee, which I thought was very classy on their part. Uh, it's, on, it's posted on their YouTube channel if you'd like to check that out. Moving into Ring of Honor. Uh, they had their Christmas surprise 10-man tag team match. Uh, you know, very entertaining match. The captains of the teams were uh, Jay and Mark Briscoe on opposing sides, and they basically chose their partners by opening uh, Christmas packages with, you know, the names inside. So Jay Briscoe ended up with uh, Flip Gordon, Brawler Malonis, John Walters, and PCO, and they were victorious over Mark Briscoe, uh, the Beer City Bruiser, Dak Draper, Tracy Williams, and Dalton Castle. Uh, some NXT UK news. Uh, yeah, NXT UK this week, again, uh, like Impact, was just kind of a recap show. But we did find out that Ben Carter will be making his NXT debut uh, this coming week. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, you know, can't wait to see what Ben Carter is going to be doing in uh, in NXT UK. Obviously, I've called some of his matches at uh, Warrior Wrestling. Fantastic in-ring talent. And, uh, yeah, cannot wait to see him make his in-ring debut with NXT UK. But this coming week, he will be debuting on uh, Noam Dar's uh, Supernova Sessions talk segment. So, but, uh, yeah, if you've, if you've never seen Ben Carter before, definitely check out NXT UK. You, you will not be disappointed. So moving on to uh, SmackDown again, we saw the same Luke Harper graphic at the top of the show. Like I said, WWE honoring um, Brody Lee, at, you know, on all of their major shows, which very classy move on WWE's part. Um, yeah, we saw Roman Reigns cutting a promo in the ring. Of course, Kevin Owens came out, made his presence felt, and challenged uh, Jay Uso for later on in the night. Originally was refused by Roman Reigns, but uh, the match was made by uh, by Adam Pearce. <clears throat> <clears throat> saw a tag team match with Apollo and Big E defeating Sami Zayn and uh, and Baron Corbin. Big E, like Xavier Woods, wearing a, uh, a Brody armband. And in a promo after the match, which I thought was really, really cool, made mentions of Rochester, which is Brody Lee's hometown, Rochester, New York. And, you know, talking about uh, fans that he's met, he dropped the names Amanda and Nolan, which is Brody Lee's wife and his youngest son. And also mentioned the Toronto Maple Leafs, which was Brody Lee's favorite hockey team. So just a, an awesome just bevy of tributes there by uh by Big E. It was really, really cool. And we also found out that Will Big E will be defending the Intercontinental title next week against Apollo Cruz, who is his partner this week. So that should be a great match between those two guys. Um <clears throat> let's see, uh yeah, Bailey and Sasha Banks also both wearing Brody armbands during their match. Uh was uh Sasha and uh, Bianca Belair taking on Bailey and Carmella. Carmella got a pinfall over Sasha Banks in this match, so uh, they're definitely continuing the Carmella and Sasha storyline here. Also saw the return of Sonya Deville in a backstage segment, and it was confirmed that she is back on SmackDown. So, uh, yeah, would expect to see her back in the ring uh, relatively shortly here. Um then we saw Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode with an, just a vicious attack on the Street Profits, showing a lot of aggression, which I like. You know, there, there was so long there that Ziggler and Roode were kind of an afterthought, almost turning into a comedy gimmick, and uh, but, you know, showing a lot more seriousness, a lot more aggression. Uh, so I, I'm, you know, I'm liking the current state of Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Hopefully it continues that way. Um, yeah, Cesaro and Daniel Bryan. Uh, also wearing the uh, the Brody armbands during their match. 
And, uh, yeah, Brian and Otis picked up a win over Cesaro and Nakamura. And uh, the main event was supposed to be Kevin Owens versus Jey Uso, and it ended up turning into a vicious beatdown of Kevin Owens by Jey Uso and Roman Reigns, uh, throwing him off of one of the uh, the tiers of the uh, the Thunderdome through a table. Uh, yeah, so I, I'll, I'll say it again. I'm loving heel Roman Reigns. I, I you know, he, he's playing the part perfectly. That, that's the, the best way that I can put it. Getting into uh, 205 Live here, yeah, in case you guys haven't noticed, I am trying to cover every single wrestling show that takes place during the week, because uh, I kind of got away from that last year, so I'm trying to get back into that, so, you know, I am covering um, NXT UK 205 Live, uh, I'll be covering, you know, main event whenever there's uh, new episodes, there was no new episode this week, so, uh, but yeah, 205 Live, again, and I, you know, I wish I hadn't gotten away from it, because 205 Live has some really, really good matches with some WWE stars that you don't see on other shows, like Mansoor picked up a win over Jake Atlas, and Mansoor right now is on, I, I want to say it was a 36-match win streak going back to 2020, so, uh, and, a, you know, great match between Mansoor and Jake Atlas, and a nice, uh, six-man tag team match with Ever-Rise and Kurt Stallion taking on the Bollywood Boys and Arya Davari. So uh, if, you, if, you, if you're like me, you haven't checked out 205 Live in a while, go back, give it a look. It was, it was you know, two awesome matches on this show, so uh, definitely check out 205 Live. And moving into a little bit of NWA news here, uh, we found out Zicky Dice, former NWA TV champion, is now a free agent. So uh, wouldn't wouldn't surprise me to see him pop up somewhere else. I think a good fit for Zicky Dice would actually be Impact. Um, I just think that's where his personality would work best. So, uh, but who knows? He could pop up pretty much anywhere. I mean, a lot of uh, former NWA guys have made their way to AEW, so he uh, he may end up there as well. We'll have to see. Uh, wouldn't surprise me to see him show up on Dark at some point in the near future. So, I'll have to keep an eye on that. And uh, some miscellaneous news here. Brian Pillman Jr. has vacated the OVW uh, Heavyweight Championship, citing his uh, <clears throat> his obligations to AEW. So it's looking more and more like Pillman will be signing with AEW full-time once his MLW contract is up, which uh, is, you know, according to, uh, to Fightful.com, you know, is uh, imminent, is that, uh, that contract ending. Some other uh, notable free agents coming up in 2021 is uh uh tanahashi and ibushi from new japan now, i don't expect to see either one of these guys move anywhere uh, i would say more than likely they would re-sign with new japan if they haven't already uh some other notable names taya valkyrie wouldn't surprise me to see her pop up in wwe with john morrison um Moose, another one whose contract is coming up. Now, this one's interesting because before Moose signed with Impact, he had basically been signed to NXT, and the offer was pulled due to a domestic incident that got a lot of publicity right at that time, and that's how Moose ended up signing with Impact. So it'll be interesting to see if NXT still has any interest uh, in bringing Moose in. Uh, some other Impact names that uh, contracts are coming up in the next couple of months. Uh, Rosemary. I think Rosemary would be a great fit in AEW, honestly, especially with, uh, you know, I'd love to see a, uh, a rivalry with her and Abaddon. Uh, Willie Mack and Rich Swan. I wouldn't expect to see them move on from Impact Wrestling. They both had really good runs there. I don't, uh, you know, don't think that they uh, would 
would be moving anywhere, but who knows. And uh, Jordan Grace, another one whose contract is coming up uh, relatively soon. Now, she is one I would really like to see go to AEW to kind of give their women's division a boost. So uh, we'll have to see where... Uh, where Jordan Grace is going to end up, if uh, if anywhere. I mean, there's always a possibility that all these people re-sign with their current companies, and that's that. So let's get into some previews of uh, what's coming up this week. A lot of big events coming up. Uh, first and foremost is Wrestle Kingdom uh, coming up on January 4th and 5th for New Japan. Uh, night 1, we've got a uh, New Japan Rumble to determine who's going to challenge for the provisional King of Pro Wrestling trophy on Night 2. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi taking on El Phantasmo to determine the challenger for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. The Dangerous Trekkers, Tai Chi and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. defending the IWGP Tag Team titles against Gorillas of Destiny. Uh, I expect Gorillas of Destiny to win this match and then you are going to see Bullet Club and former Bullet Club just uh, basically owning tag team wrestling. Uh, across the board. I mean, you'll have Gorillas of Destiny in New Japan, you've got the Good Brothers in Impact, and you've got the Young Bucks in AEW. So, uh, then we've got Kenta taking on Kojima. This match is for the IWGP United States Championship Challenge Certificate, which currently is held by Kenta. Now, the IWGP US Champion, of course, is John Moxley. Obviously, he's not going to be at Wrestle Kingdom, but the winner of this match gets the next title shot. Uh, then we've got Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on Great Okan. Kazuchika Okada taking on Will Ospreay. Um, yeah, that match is going to be insane. I honestly probably, not probably, two of the best wrestlers in the world right now. So that, that match is just going to be all kinds of crazy. And then Tetsuya Naito defending the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championships against Kota Ibushi. Uh, I'm picking Ibushi to win this one. I think Ibushi is going to take those titles on night one. Night two, uh, I've got a couple of uh, stardom exhibition matches uh, kicking off the night. Uh, Queen's Quest taking on Donna Del Mondo, and then uh, another one, Mayu, <coughs> excuse me, Mayu Iwatani and Tam Nakano, uh, again taking on Donna Del Mondo. And then we've got a four-way match for the Provisional King of Pro Wrestling trophy, and that is, uh, like I said before, going to be determined by the 22-man New Japan Rumble from night one. Uh, Suzuki Goon, El Desperado, and um, Kenamaru taking on one of eight, defending, um, yeah, Suzuki Goon defending the IWGP Junior Tag Team titles. Shingo Takagi defending the Never Open Weight Championship against Jeff Cobb. Uh, I'm picking Jeff Cobb in that one. Uh, Evil versus Sonata. This one is going to just be a fight. I mean, uh, Evil and Sonata have fought each other before, obviously, but they were tag team partners for, for a very long time, and now they're on opposite sides. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be probably, very possibly, match of the night for night two. Then we've got uh, Taiji Ishimori defending the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship against either Takahashi or El Phantasmo, whoever wins from night one. Then we've got either Tetsuya Naito or Kota Ibushi defending the IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental titles against Jay White. So that is uh, that is the breakdown of Wrestle Kingdom Nights 1 and 2. Coming up on the 6th of January, we've got three big events in one night. Uh, the Kings of Coliseum event from MLW, which is going to see Myron Reed defending the MLW middleweight championship against Leo Rush. That match is going to be all over the place, and I cannot wait to see it. Uh, Alex Hammerstone defending the National Openweight Championship against Mads Kruger, who is uh, also known as the Black Hand of Contra. Jordan Oliver versus Simon Gotch. This one is just going to be a, a great 
clash in styles. You got the speedy, high flying Jordan Oliver against the, you know, the Matt technician Simon Gotch. So that's going to be a great match with those guys. And then the Von Erichs defending the MLW Tag Team Championships against the Dirty Blondes. Also on January 6th, we've got NXT New Year's Evil. Uh, Santos Escobar defending the cruiserweight title against Grand Metal League. I'm picking Escobar to retain. We've got a fight pit match between Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. These guys are just going to beat the living hell out of each other, and I can't wait to see it. I'm picking Thatcher for this one, though. He won the first fight pit match against Matt Riddle, so I'm going to pick him as the winner in uh, in this one against Ciampa. Uh, also seeing as Ciampa won their first match, so I'm picking Thatcher to win this one. Uh, a last woman standing match, Raquel Gonzalez versus Rhea Ripley. I'm picking Raquel in this one. She's been on just a tear lately, and I don't see that ending anytime soon. So I think Raquel Gonzalez is going to pick up the win against Rhea. Carrying uh, Cross versus Damian Priest. This one, this is probably the match I'm looking forward to the most. I, I just want to see these guys get in there and tear it up. Uh, I'm picking Carrying Cross for this one, though, especially since it looks like they're going to thrust him right back into the NXT title picture because he never lost that belt. He had to vacate it due to his injury. And then we've got Finn Balor defending the NXT title against Kyle O'Reilly for uh, the second time. Um, yeah, I know this is going to be a, a fantastic match, as was the first one with these two guys. Um, it wouldn't completely surprise me to see Kyle O'Reilly win the championship in this one, but I'm, I'm gonna say, I think Finn Balor is going to retain. Uh, then for AEW, they've got their New Year's Smash event. Uh, it's a two-night event on the 6th and the 13th. Night one, uh, John Moxley will be returning to, uh, to AEW. He will be there live in the arena. We've got a, uh, an inter faction match for the uh, the inner circle Wardlow taking on Jake Hager uh, that one should be just a, a hard hitting brawl with these two guys so I can't wait to see that you know you guys have, you guys know Wardlow's my guy so I'm, I'm picking Wardlow to win this one Hikaru Shida defending the AEW women's title against Abaddon um, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Abaddon for this one I think we're going to see a title change and then Kenny Omega defending the AEW world championship against Ray Phoenix uh, I'm going to pick Omega to retain. I'm sure we're going to see some shenanigans from Don Callis. Uh, I think it'd be really cool to see the Good Brothers pop up and, uh, you know, get involved, but uh, we'll have to see. Uh, night two, coming up on the 13th, Darby Allen defending the TNT title against Brian Cage. I'm assuming that's when we'll see the debut of the new TNT championship belt. Uh, I'm going to say Darby's going to retain. You know, Darby is... Uh, you know, as they say, the face of TNT, he's one of the top stars right now in AEW, as he should be. So uh, I'm going to say Darby's going to retain against Brian Cage. Uh, Cody Rhodes taking on Matt Seidel, and FTR taking, finally taking on the Jurassic Express after what seems like weeks of, uh, yeah, just back and forth between those two teams. Uh, and then finally coming up on the 9th, uh, uh, Impact having their Genesis uh, Impact Plus special. Um, main event on this one, or the what I would say is probably the main event on this one. Willie Mack versus Moose in an I Quit match. Uh, I have to pick Moose to to win this one. Moose has been on a real hot streak lately. I don't, um, yeah, it wasn't stated that this is for the TNA Championship, which Moose currently claims, so I'm guessing it's a non-title match, quote-unquote. But, uh, yeah, an I Quit match. I'm picking Moose over Willie Mack. And then they're having the Super X Cup tournament, a uh, one-night eight-man tournament for the Super X Cup. The first round is uh, Ace Austin versus Suicide, Davari versus Cousin Jake, Crazy Steve versus Trey Lamar, and Casey Navarro versus Blake Christian. Uh, Trey Lamar and Blake Christian, both guys that uh, I've seen live at Warrior Wrestling, called a couple of their matches. 
both tremendous talents. So it's awesome to see them uh, taking part in this uh, this tournament in Impact Wrestling. Um, I'm picking Ace Austin as the uh, the winner of this. He's been off TV for a little while. By all accounts, you know, Impact just hasn't hasn't had anything for him. So I think this is kind of his uh, his his road back into the X Division uh, is winning this tournament. So we'll have to see how that one plays out. So that is going to do it for news and rumors and previews and predictions for the week. Uh, so right now I am going to throw it over to Charlie G, and he is here with your indie cut. Thank you, Tom, and hey there, Happy New Year, wrestling friends. I am Charlie G with your Indie Cut. Uh, I'm changing things back to what this cut was supposed to be, and that is the U.S. Indie scene with a few other Kuro and Yoshi promotions that I watch, and maybe even the Lucha Underground recap will return. Uh, I just took on too much and wasn't enjoying wrestling, so I will s still say when shows were, with title matches and changes, uh, well-known names and such, Hope y'all don't mind. If not, email the show and find me slacking around on Twitch and message me there. So now then, you know what that means. Let's begin with Saturday, December 26th and start them year-end Climax 2020. Uh, where they still had an attendance. Still, you know, 700 people. So back on the 26th, it was still okay. Uh, there was a three-way match with Goki Gen Death defeating Lady C and Ruaka. Uh, and a singles match was Momo Watanabe defeating Saya Ida. Tag match was Maya Iwatani and Starlight Kid uh, defeating Azumi and Riho, which would pretty much be the last of Riho we will see for a while. Uh, don't need to get into that. This is politics, of course. Uh, tag team of Himeka and Natsupoi defeated Natsuka Tora and Saki Kasima. Uh, six women match, Julia, Micah, and Siri defeated Mina Shirakawa, Tam Nakano, and Yunagi Sayaka. Uh, in that match, uh, Mina did suffer a broken nose from, I believe, a couple of big boots to the face by Julia. Uh, not not going to be sure on that, but she does have a broken nose and will be out for some time. Uh, and then for the Goddesses of Stardom title match, V Priestley and Kanami defeated the champions Saya Kamatani and Yutami Hashita to become new champions. There was a Noah Kongo Produce Diamond 3 show from Kirk and Hall. Uh, then there was Nagata Pro wrestling show uh, for the Nagata tag titles Great Kozika and Sinjino Shima defeated champions Kazuma, Kazumu Kikuda and Raichi Kawakami to become the champions and of course there was Iceman New Iceman 1088 show uh, Dragon Gate Fantastic Gate Day 11 uh, where Diamante Kai and Cosmo Sakamoto defeated Dragon Kid, Mandi Rio, and Ultimo Dragon. Then we move to Victoria, Australia for Pro Professional Championship Wrestling Ignition, uh, where they had Summer Series Cup matches. 
So we don't need to get into that. Uh, ICW Fight Club 151 with their Lionheart League matches on WWE Network. Uh, we move here to the States. Wrestle Club Free For All from Caldwell, Idaho. Haven't said that in a while. So Jonathan Monroe defeated Ultimo Action Panquito. And a four-way match, Brad Zane defeated Jay Cruz, Marcus Anderson, and Mega Mosca. Then to Metroplex Wrestling Frozen from Bedford, Texas. And I believe on the 26th, it was kind of frozen there in Texas, so it meant well. Uh, further Metroplex tag titles, champions Ryan Remington and Tommy Becker defeated Eric Parable and Malik Champion. Uh, Erica Torres defeated Liva Lavida Loca. And six-man tag, Casey Clay, Mr. Legs, and Tatum Manning defeated Exodus Prime, Sebastian Envy, and Sky D. Lacrimosa. Over to H2O Subterranean Violence Volume 8, Nightmare After Christmas. From Women's Town, New Jersey. For the ISW Undisputed King of Crazy Title Santa's Leftover Match, Champion Tara Calloway defeated Kit Osborne. For the Hybrid Title, Champion Frankie Picard defeated Mouse. For the Danny Havoc Hardcore Title, uh, Champion Bam Sullivan defeated Connor Claxton, Sean Henderson, and Schlack. Uh, for the H2O Tag Title, uh, Austin Luke and Marcus Mathers defeated champions Bruce Gray and Tyler Vox to become the champion. And H2 heavyweight title champion Ron Mathis defeated Mitch Fallon. Uh, down to Anarchy Wrestling, Anarchy Hardcore, Hardcore Hell 2020 from Cornelia, Georgia. Uh, for a television title. Uh, Nick Halen defeated Tyler Champion Tyler Culprit by DQ. And the Landmark Characters title, Champion Scott Mason defeated Azrael. Uh, Anarchy Tag Titles, uh, Bill Barons and Matthew Hankins defeated Champions Ben Buchanan and Griff Garrison to become new champions. And for the Anarchy Heavyweight title, Champion Shane Marks defeated Logan Creed. Uh, to Sunday, December 27th, 0-1, no bullying uh, show took place. Uh, Wave Thanksgiving Bye Bye 2020 show took place. Uh, where the Wave tag title, uh, Mio Momono and Yumi Oka, who are champions, defeated Hibiki and Sari. So she's still in Wave Wrestling. And for the Regina D-Wave title, uh, Sakura Hirodo defeated champion Nagashi Naziko, Naziki to become the champion. Then on to Ryu Kaiyu Dragon Pro Wrestling. Uh, first tag team champion tournament finals. Uh, in the tournament final match, it was Hibiscus Mill and Van Vert Jack defeating Guru Kuhn Mask and Siri, Siri Joe to become new champions. 
there was a Pure J 2020 Final Battle Show. Uh, nothing really. There was no championship match in that. Uh, Ice Room and New Ice Room 1089 in Skip City took place. Uh, Dragon Gate, Fantastic Gate 2020, Day 12. Uh, where BB Hulk, Diamante, and Eita defeated Masaki, Machizuki, Super Shiso, and Ultimo Dragon. Uh, then in the DT, DDT DOU Grand Prix 2020, the final uh, for the KO'd six man tag title uh, champions Akito, Kazuki, Hirata, and Shota. Defeated Mao, Mei, Mao, Shuma, Katsumata, and Yuki Yuno. And in the Grand Prix 2021 final match, Jun Akiyama defeated Kansuki Takashita. Over to Red Pro Epic Encounters 7 uh, on Twitch and YouTube. So look that up if you wish. For the SWE World Heavyweight Title Tournaments matches. Uh, I'll just go through the victories. Uh, Dan Maloney, Ricky Knight Jr., Screwface Ahmed, Charlie Sterling all won their matches. And in a tag match, it was Giselle Shaw and Jamie Hayter, who actually did finally wrestle, defeated Sky Smithson and Jan Phoenix. Uh, back here in the States for SMTF Pro Wrestling. A Team Vision Dojo rookie title match. Champion Tan Hero, Tone Hero, defeated Ian Vescular for the SCW Florida Heavyweight title. Champion Dean James defeated Chungus for the AWA Florida Tag Team titles. Uh, Adam Vale and Brian Atomic defeated champions Jason Rance and Deion James, along with Nick Kionis and Rip Ruiz to become the champions. Uh, then to Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment Show of the Year 7. Uh, in a best 2 out of 3 falls match, Shug D defeated Alexander James, 2 falls to 1. Uh, Allison K defeated Bobby Flacco, and for the GWC title, champion ACH defeated Homicide. To Monday, December 28th, and Marvelous Wrestling in Japan. Uh, Asuka defeated Mei Hasuzuki. Okay, with that. Uh, for Active Advanced Pro Wrestling, Grand Slam, and Kurgan Hall. Uh, Risa Sarah defeated Mino Singaki. Uh, the Strong Hearts, Shima, El Lindemann, and T Hawk defeated Ame Sasamura, Katero Yoshino, and Tank Nagi. And for the 2AW Openweight title, champion Ayoto Yoshida defeated Sinkiro Yuri. Uh, back in the States for H2 Undiscovered, number 40, Sink or Swim. Uh, Frankie Picard defeated Nothing Face. Darren Hardaway defeated Mark Angel. And in best 2 out of 3 falls, Reed Walker defeated Austin Luke. 2 falls to 1. Tuesday, December 29th. YMZ Gokigen Year End Show took place on YouTube uh, with two matches. Uh, DDT Ganbari Pro World The World 2020. For the Independent World Junior Heavyweight title, uh, Shota defeated Champion Asuka to become the champion. 
then to Tokyo Ocean Pro 2020 final round. I hope there are lots of fun and happy things to do next year. <laughs> Great title of that show. Uh, where Marika Kobashi defeated Moka Miyamoto. Akari Noah and Sina Shiari defeated Huno Neko and Nai Kakuda. Hyper Mishio and Shoka Nakajima defeated Raku and Suzumi. Miri uh, Ryumi and Miyu Watanabe defeated Mizuki and Tom Harajuku. And then in a best two out of three falls, eight women tag match. Mihiro, Kiru, Maki Ito, Rika Tatsumi, and Yuki Kamafuki defeated the Bakarasa sisters, Ndoki Tenma, and Yuki One, Ono, uh, Miyo Yamashita, and Yuka Sakazaki. Two falls to one. Good show. Check that out. You know where. Uh, Wednesday, December 30th, Oz Academy, the, year, the end of the year show. Aja Kong defeated Rina Singaki. Siri defeated Shiri Onuyu. Uh, so Shiri's also in Oz Academy. Uh, in Oz Academy tag title match, uh, Keiho Kobayashi and Kakura Sakaguchi defeated champions Okino and Sonoko Kato to become the champions. And for the Oz Academy Open with title, Champion Miyumi Ozaki defeated Hiryo Matsumoto. Uh, Gotta Move Choco Pro 75 on YouTube took place with three matches. Uh, Actress Girls Act 49, uh, where they had AWG Tag Title Tournament semifinal match with Micah Ozuki and Tai Hanma defeating Hikiri Samizu and Saki. Uh, back here in the States, Limitless The Road Season 2, Episode 11. Film or from Maine. Uh, TJ Crawford defeated Zachary Pierre Below. In an Anthony Goals match, Nick Stapp defeated Jeremy Leary. Uh, Champ Matthews and Connor Murphy defeated Chris Ben and Logan Black. And Divine defeated Travis Huckabee. On uh, to Thursday, December 31st, New Year's Eve, uh, Westside Extreme Wrestling Shotgun 2020 New Year's Special. Uh, I believe not on the network, so she's going to have to search for this one. Uh, the Rotation defeated Ender Kari. Mike Swartz defeated Kareem Brigante. And for the Shotgun title, Norman Harras defeated champion Mitahan to become new champion. Then, Independent Wrestling Federation Strike 74 2020 from Moscow, Russia. So, Russia, you are now on the map. Uh, this show was on YouTube, so check that out if you wish. For the IWF lightweight title fatal four-way match, uh, Max Pro Max defeated Alexei Usman and Harry champion Harry Sweet. And NMG to become champion. So I brought these names. And for the Moscow title and a triple, triple threat match, Dmitry Orlov, who was champion, defeated Ivan Markov and Yaroslav Dershaven. Thank you, hockey, for knowing those names. <laughs> uh, Ice Ribbon, New Ice Ribbon 1090, Ribbon Mania 2020. Show took place. 
Uh, for the Fantastic Ice title deathmatch, champion Risa Serra defeated Akane Fujita. Inter International Ribbon tag title match, uh, uh, Micah Ozaki and Maya Ukai defeated champions Hiragi Kurumi and Moki Miyagi to become the champions. And the Ice Infinity title match, Suzy, champion Susi Suzuki defeated Sari Oni. Gatsumu uh, Choka Pro 76 on YouTube where they had an Asian Dream tag title match with Burian Aki and Mei Segura defeating champions Emi Sakura and Kari Yonayama to become the champions. Uh, World Woman Pro Wrestling Diana show took place on YouTube with the matches. Uh, then a DDT Big Japan Pro Wrestling Joint Show Shuffle Tag Tournament. Uh, this was an interesting interesting show. I did watch this after all. Fluorescent uh, Light Tube Deathmatch. Raiju Ito defeated Shuma Katsumata. That was a match. Uh, I can't. Yeah, that was a wild match. And then for the Toshiwashi where Sorry about that. Shuffle Tag Tournament Final Match. Hiroshima and Yuji Okabayashi defeated Yasufumi Nakanoi and Yuki Yuno in a really decent match. Back here in the States, Wrestle Club ring in the new year from Caldwell, Idaho. I'll say Idaho eventually correct sooner or later. Uh, Damian Black defeated Ultimo Action Punkito. Steve Super Bistro defeated James Grimm. Jonathan Monroe defeated Marcus Anderson. And for the Wrestle Club Potato Bowl title best to a three falls, no DQ match. Champion Jay Cruz defeated Brad Zane. Phew. Uh, then Paradigm Pro Wrestling, UWFI Rules Contender Series 2. Uh, Matthew Justice defeated Robert Martyr. Flash Thompson defeated Jeffrey John. Aaron Williams defeated Ron Mathias. And Bobby Beverly defeated... Miles Morales. And then to something I finally watched. GCW and Hybrid Good Riddance pre-show. Uh, free and live on YouTube. So Trey Lamar defeated Levi Everett. The one called Manders defeated Alice Taylor. And in a relaxed rules match, Holiday defeated Willow Nightingale. Uh, then for the GCW Good Riddance main show. Uh, Joshua Bishop and Matthew Justice teamed to be to defeat KTB. Oh, took uh, KTB and Shane Mercer in a double pinfall. Yeah, okay, that was lackluster. Uh, Treehouse Lee defeated Saive Al Sabah. Uh, Atticus Kogar defeated Elena Black, who was back after a back concussion. So nice to see her back in action. Uh, Lee Moriarty defeated Calvin Tankman. In a deathmatch, Slack defeated the one called Manders. Uh, Jordan Oliver defeated ACH. In a really good match there. Uh, then in a six-way match, Chris Dickinson defeated Alley Cat, Blake Christian, Cole Radrick, Effie, and Mance Warner. And kind of a quick match for them. They had to waste 20 minutes before 
their I Quit match that started after midnight. So this was the first match of the new year here in the States, of course, uh, where G. Raver uh, made Jimmy Lloyd say I Quit in a nasty uh, I Quit death match. Uh, then we go to New Year's Day, Friday, January 1st. YMZ, the 8th Sunrise Show on YouTube, where they also had three matches. Wave Nami won, where they had Regina D. Wave title match. Champion Sakuru Roto defeated Mikado, Makato Shindo. Uh, Gotta move Chocolate Pro 77 on YouTube with the matches. They're just whooping those shows out, aren't they? Uh, then to GCW 56 Nights here in the States, Atlanta City, New Jersey. Uh, Jordan Oliver defeated Trey Lamar. Ken Broadway defeated ACH. Chris Dickinson defeated Colt Radrick. Uh, Joshua Bishop and Matthew Justice defeated Alley Cat and Effie. And in an eight-way kind of a tag scramble match. Uh, KTB and Shane Mercer defeated the one called Manders, Charlie Tiger, Elena Black, Ellis Taylor, Levi Everett, and Steve Scott. Uh, Mance Warren defeated Calvin Tankman. Blake Christian defeated Lee Mariardi in what I'm saying is the match of the year so far. <laughs> uh, that was really good. And in a death match, Alex Clone defeated Atticus Kogar. On to earlier today, Sarah Jennings 2nd. Uh, Japan New Year's Wars 2020 day one took place. Um, yeah, Masato Tanaka defeated Zeus and for the All Japan World Tag Title, Kento Miyahara and Yuma Ayagi defeated champions Shuji Isukawa and Suwama by referee's decision to become new champions. Uh, on to some news, GCW will be doing a live and free 24-hour fundraiser show starting on January 29th at 7 p.m. Central Time to January 30th, 7 Central Time. Yes, GCW is going to do a 24-hour show. I, I don't know how this is going to be done, but uh, details are still to come. Uh, my guests will be on YouTube. As they did, the, the last show on the YouTube channel was a fundraiser show as well. And it sounds like it will be for all independent wrestling promotions. So I'm guessing like a 24-hour collective show with no fans. They learned from that. Uh, I will keep you informed on the details when I find out more myself. Because it sounds interesting and it's good for independent wrestlers who have no income and don't know what's going to go on the rest of this year. So good for GCW. Uh, now, as I said last week, since I do have some time, some quick independent awards. This is my opinion only. No one else's. So, you know, you don't have to care if I, you know, can hate me or not like them if you like. Uh, I left out the Warrior Wrestling shows since I'm sure Tom did that. And it's not fair, you know, to everyone else. So, Male Wrestler of the Year is Brian Pimlin Jr., uh, since he won about four championships in about five or six independent companies, so good for him. You know, I think he did what he intended to do. Uh, female wrestler of the year, uh, I still believe, is Kylie Ray. 
for what I believe she she got her smile back. Obviously, she did lose it. Uh, she was on top of the world, all over the place, and she seemed happy for the most part. So she is still my female wrestler of the year. Breakout male wrestler, wrestlers, I couldn't pick one. So it's Blake Christian, Lee Mariardi, and Ben Carter. Uh, Blake got noticed all over the place. Got New Japan, Black Club Flow, uh, Warrior Wrestling, GCW. He really made his name. Uh, Lee Moriarty is the one who it will be the breakout guy coming this year for sure. I'm pretty sure of that. And then Ben Carter for his like five matches and got signed to NXT UK, which I heard his debut might be happening on January 7th. So check that show out if you wish. Uh, breakout female wrestler is only Elena Black, 19 years old and doing wonderful things in the wrestling industry. Can't wait to see what this year holds. Uh, match of the year, I have two. It was Kylie Ray versus Blake Christian for the Black Label Pro Midwest title. At Black Label Pro, we're back at Wrestler's Story from August 22nd. And then Joy Janela versus Leo Rush, GCW Homecoming Weekend, Day 2, July 26th. That was just an awesome match all around. Uh, then I guess I should say my Piro and Yoshi Awards. So, Male Wrestler of the Year is Tatsuya Endo. Female Wrestler of the Year was Julia. To me, I think she just stood out more than most. Uh, Breakout Male, Shuma Katsumata. I really just had to pick someone and I thought he was the guy. <laughs> uh, Breakout Female Talent. Uh, I'm picking Azumi and Mizuki. Uh, they got, they really stepped up their game and got championship opportunities. Azumi is still a champion, so this year should bring better things, I believe. And in matches of the year, hard to pick this one, so I went with Yutami Hashita versus Mayu Iwatani from World of Stardom for the World of Stardom title from Stardom Sendai Cinderella on November 15th. And then it was Mizuki versus Yuka Sakazaki for the Princess of Princess title from Russell Princess, November 7th. And then bear with me, it was Hiromu Takahashi and Will Ospreay for the junior title and Wrestle Kingdom day one on January 4th. Yes, that match still stood out to me to this day and start the year with that. And so, hope Wrestle Kingdom this year, which is Sunday and Monday, will be just as good. Check that out if you can. Uh, I also want to thank DJ Ansi, Russell Cash Radio, uh, Stas Verens, and I don't know, I'm going to leave someone out. I'll get the tables for all their help during this past year and hope to continue our friendship in this coming year. So check those YouTube, you know, Twitch streams out for them because they're the best. Uh, that's a wrap for me. Till next time with more indie shows from around the wrestling world. Don't forget to look up those Twitch streams and YouTube channels for other wrestling content. Thank you for watching or listening. Hope you enjoyed the cut. Keep safe, take care, and be kind, everyone. Back to you, Tom. All right, thank you very much, Charlie. So let's keep rolling right along into the next segment here where I get to play Armchair Promoter. and We are starting a brand new tournament this week, and it is called the Fantasy Booker.
All right, so this week on the Fantasy Booker, we are starting off the new year with a brand new tournament, and this one is for the currently fictional Warrior Wrestling Tag Team Championship. Uh, I put together a little uh, eight-team tournament here with uh, some teams that I think epitomize what Warrior Wrestling is all about, and uh, you'll find out who those teams are as the uh, the next couple of weeks go by. And in this uh, the first match of the first round, we have the Rascals, Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz taking on Isaiah Velasquez and Kylie Ray. Now, uh, I put a couple of uh, mixed tag teams in here because when I uh, the last time I had Steve Tortorello on the show, you know, we talked about the possibility of Warrior Wrestling tag team titles, and I I asked him the question, you know, would it be limited to only uh, uh, men's teams and he said no he doesn't see any type of restrictions or limitations being put on those titles so uh you know trying to stay you know keep it uh, keep it as true to reality as possible here now i know des and wentz uh have just recently signed with wwe so if this uh a tournament like this ever does take place they won't be a part of it but uh hey no no tag team is more warrior than uh, than the rascals so i had to put him in there and uh, you know isaiah velasquez the uh, the ace of freelance wrestling kylie ray the current warrior wrestling women's champion um i think this would just be an awesome match it w- uh, would be awesome for the fans i mean this match would just be a lot of fun it would be all over the place all over the gym or the football stadium wherever it was held at it'd be all over the place with these four in there but in the end, I would have to give the uh, the nod to the Rascals in this one. So uh, Des and Wentz moving on to the uh, the semifinals of the uh, the Warrior Wrestling Tag Team Championship Tournament here. So moving on to the final segment of the show here, where I uh, give kind of an unpopular opinion, and I uh, this uh, this week is definitely a a polarizing topic to say the least. And I am talking about the weekly hot take. All right, so my hot take this week is this. WWE did plenty and did enough to honor Brody Lee, Luke Harper, John Huber, whatever you want to call them. You know, there were so many fans complaining. WWE should have done more. They should have had a 10 bell. They should have had all the guys on the stage and blah, 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 blah. Just seriously, I don't understand why people endeavor to find something to bitch and moan about. You know, I mean, did I don't think any of these people took into consideration maybe, just maybe, WWE was trying to be considerate and allow AEW to have the spotlight for the tribute to Brody Lee, as it should have been, because that is where Brody Lee currently worked. Had he still been in WWE... He probably would have gotten all that stuff, would have got the uh, the 10 bell and all that, just like Owen did, just like Eddie Guerrero did, just like Chris Benoit did before they found out the circumstances behind that, you know. But uh, because he was no longer working in WWE and because, you know, AEW comes on after Raw, two days after Raw, maybe, just maybe, WWE showed a little bit of common courtesy and decency and didn't want to take the spotlight away from, or overshadow AEW because that is that was Brody Lee's home. Okay? I mean, we saw the the graphics at the beginning of every WWE show this week to honor John Huber as Luke Harper and we saw the the subtle little tributes from the wrestlers and the announcers talking about you know, oh, you know what that means or yeah, 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 the Brody Lee armbands, the 
the uh, the Luke Ho- Luke Harper pose from from a lot of wrestlers, the uh, the discus clothesline being used. You know, I mean, it, it's enough. Seriously, you're 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 nitpicking about something that really isn't your business to nitpick about. You know, I mean, Brody Lee's family was, you know, very happy with the tributes that he got from AEW. And, you know, had WWE gone over the top with with the 10 bell salute and video packages and and stuff like that on Monday Night Raw, they would have been accused of trying to overshadow AEW. So, I mean, you know, there's no way to win. There's no way to please half of these fans, quote unquote. I use that term very loosely because a lot of these people, they're not fans. They're critics or they want to be critics, you know, and so pretty much whatever. WWE did plenty. They did enough. It was subtle. It was, I, I mean, it, it was enough. I don't know any other way to put it. You know, there were the subtle tributes. There were the, the obvious tributes. And, you know, I think WWE did a very classy job of honoring, you know, Brody Lee, somebody who, let's face it, did not have a good relationship with WWE when he left. I mean, he was one of the first wrestlers to publicly say he wanted his release, you know, because that's how unhappy he was. So, you know, obviously not a good relationship there, but WWE, you know, casting all that to the side because the the man lost his life. Somebody lost a husband. Somebody lost a dad. And that's bigger than any petty little disputes in in pro wrestling. You know, so I think WWE did a good job with the tributes that they did. Uh, we did see a video package come out after Dynamite had done theirs. You know, so that right there tells me that, you know, that is exactly the case. WWE held back and, you know, st- stepped to the side to allow AEW to be the primary, I guess you could call it, tribute show for Brody Lee, which was the right thing to do. So all these people crapping all over WWE for not doing enough. Seriously, get a life, go outside, talk talk to people, do something, because you got way too much time on your hands if you're going to nitpick this kind of thing. All right, so that is pretty much going to wrap it up for this week. Coming up next week, I've got a preview of Impact's Hard to Kill pay-per-view, another first-round match in the uh, Warrior Tag Team Tournament for the uh, the Fantasy Booker, and results from all the big shows that we uh, broke down over the course of this show so i hope everybody will tune in for that again i hope everybody had a safe and healthy and happy new year thank you to everyone again for uh, listening watching and subscribing on youtube podbean spotify or wherever you get your podcasts make sure you're following on social media at catch hook shoot on all platforms uh, patreon.com slash catch hook shoot for your bonus content pro wrestling slash catch hook shoot and catchhookshoot.bigcartel.com for merchandise and you can find links to all of that and more at linktree slash catchhookshoot or just scan this little QR code right here in the corner of the screen if you're watching on YouTube and make sure you uh, drop me an email at catchhookshoot at gmail.com with your questions, comments or anything else you'd like to say about the show so with that I'm going to sign off hope everybody has a great week enjoy all of the ridiculous amount of wrestling that is coming up this week and I will talk to you guys soon